Hello and welcome friends. You are now listening to the new grad physical therapist success blueprint audio experience. I am the host of this podcast, Javier Carlin, the founder of the new grad PT mentors, where we help new grad physical therapists like yourself to become confident clinicians, increase their worth as PTs and take control of their finances without burning out or needing 10 plus years of experience. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. It means the absolute world to us. And if you have any questions at all, reach out to us at contactngptmentors.com. That is contactngptmentors.com. If you haven't already, make sure to join our free Facebook group, New Grad PT Mentorship, and follow us on Instagram at the New Grad PT Mentors. Thank you so much. Now on to the show. In this episode of the New Grad Physical Therapist Success Blueprint Audio Experience, Dr. Javier is interviewed by the My Fresh PT podcast. Javier shares his story of how one negative experience made him go from being on a pre-med track to eventually changing his career path and becoming a doctor in physical therapy. Javier shares his current journey on opening up a clinic as a new grad and provides tips on how you can do the same. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, feel free to take a screenshot and tag us on your Instagram story, and we'll make sure to repost it on our page. Hey guys, welcome back to the Fresh PT Podcast. We have Javier Carlin, who is a new grad PT. He graduated from FIU's PT program in Miami, Florida in July of 2017. Javi is currently undergoing a business residency at Renewal Rehab based in Tampa, Florida, and is personally mentored by Greg Todd and Mike Anastasis. He is extremely passionate about his career as a physical therapist, is heavily involved in learning the ins and outs of creating a successful business, and enjoys mentoring new grad PTs on a daily basis. Javi is opening a clinic from the ground up with Renewal Rehab in January of 2019 and is also the founder of the New Grad PT Mentors, where he helps other new grad PTs become confident clinicians, learn how they can increase their worth as PTs, and take control of their finances while avoiding burnout or needing 10 plus years of experience. Javi, welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank you so much for having me on, man. It's, it's an honor. It really is. <laughs> Dude, Javi, we've been looking to have you on for so long, man. I just, I, I, you're absolutely killing it out there. And I think anyone who's listening to this will be truly be inspired by you and all the great things you're doing. So really looking forward to this conversation. Awesome. Awesome. Like I said, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, I've been seeing what you guys are doing with the Fresh PT podcast and it is absolutely like, you guys have some really next level, next level level uh interviewees so i like i said I'm, I'm really honored to be here thanks a lot guys well we're having another one on right now and yourself uh, <laughs> here, here, here we go here we go season three all-star let's get it <laughs> are we all season three we are right yeah Andrew season oh season season two. I'm season two. Oh, man sorry i'm i'm old Sweet. oh well yeah. <laughs> all right javi so what got you into physical therapy in the first place Man. Okay. So physical therapy, um, was not my first choice as a career. Um, I did, I think like, like a lot of people, uh, did like the, the pre pre-med route. So my intention from a young age was to go to medical school to become a doctor, uh, because that's what my parents told me I, I should do. Uh, that's what they wanted me to do. And I was like, you know what? I like helping people. Uh, this is something that I would probably do really well. And my academics were, you know, on point. I was, I was grinding. I was doing everything I had to do to get into medical school. Now, uh, during my last year of, of undergrad, 
um, I was getting my, my bachelor's in bio. I was, you know, taking organic chemistry. I was now getting into like, uh, those anatomy classes. And I, I, I was, I was doing all the right things to get into school. Uh, the last thing that I had to do was actually shadow some physicians. So, um, I started looking around, I started looking around to, to see who I can, who I can shadow, who, who could I, who could I observe? And, um, I ran into two people, a neurosurgeon at a hospital, um, that, that I shadowed for a little bit over two weeks and another primary care provider, um, general practitioner, physician, who, who I also shadowed for about two and a half weeks. Now, I, I was excited. I was excited to, to you know, have the opportunity to, to see these people in action. Um, but unfortunately, unfortunately, I had two bad experiences. <laughs> so, um, and I'm going to preface this by saying that I understand that not everyone is like this. Um, I know that there are in every profession, there's really good, you know, professionals, there's really bad ones. Uh, but the two bad experiences kind of led me to where I'm at today. And honestly, I can, I can say that I love where I'm at today. So uh, one experience with a neurosurgeon, he did not connect with his patients. He treated them like just another body. Um, he did not interact with them. Well, uh, he was, to be honest, a total a-hole. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to like, become that guy. Like, I don't, I don't want that for myself, for my career. I, I don't want to just, you know, treat patients like just another person in a, in a factory. Um, and, and I was really thrown off by that, but I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give this another shot. Again, like I know not everyone is like this. So I went to go see the other physician. Uh, I was like observing under him for about two weeks and his, his was a little bit different. He was a really nice guy, but he actually told me <laughs> to not join the profession He's like, it's not what it's made out to be. Um, you know, the, the 10, 12, 15 years of schooling that you have to go to, um, to, to get to this point where yes, you're making a good amount of money, but I'm still working like, you know, 60, 80 hours. Sometimes I don't get time with my family. I don't get time with my friends. I do, you know, like I said, make, make some money and I'm able to travel, but, but it's, in my opinion, it's just not worth it. And I'm here like, oh shoot, like I have one year to graduate. I got to figure this ish out. <laughs> um, so, so what happened next was uh, in the pursuit of trying to figure out like what direction I was going to take, because obviously that was starting, that option was starting to dwindle. I talked to my friend who was actually starting nursing school the, next, the following semester. And he's like, hey, why don't you go into nursing? I'm like, honestly, like I, like I appreciate the profession. Uh, it's, I love it. It's, it's a really like, Cool profession but it's just not for me so he's like all right why don't why don't you look into like uh going into pa school you know physician's assistant or physical therapy school and i'm like well i know what a pa does but i don't know what a physical therapist does um so i started doing more research into it i did more research into into both of them um and then some something started to tell me like hey as a phys physician's assistant you are still under a physician you're still working under them and there was something about that that i i just I didn't like, I like my independence like most of us do. And as a PA, I feel that you don't have that as much as you can have it as a physical therapist. Um, so there was that aspect to it. Um, a little bit, just kind of like to backtrack a little bit, but my, my background, my family, um, my parents really had a business uh, while I was growing up and their business did really, really well. So it was something that I was always interested in. Um, even though, and I can go into this story later on, even though the business ended up failing and it kind of led to a lot of other things happening uh, that again, led me to this point. But um, I was always in the battle between like 
being successful and going for, you know, a secure job, a job where I knew I would get out of at five or 6 PM and go see my family. So I was battling with those two things. And at that point, like the physical therapy profession had what I wanted because I could, I knew I could do other things outside of being a staff PT, staff PT where I could either, you know, open up my own business, open up my own practice, maybe be a clinical director where I would lead and manage a team. So if I wanted that, 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 that opportunity was there and uh, there, were also, there was also a lot of security in it because, um, as you know, like you look up like the best, like the top 10 jobs in, in the country and physical therapy is one of them uh, because of the amount of jobs that are out there for us, which is amazing because now you have that security. And, and for me, it was, it was partly that as well. Um, of course, short, shortly then after, I actually volunteered at a, as a PT, um, as, well, I was a volunteer first at uh, outpatient practice, and then I was a volunteer at a hospital. And I fell in love with it. I absolutely loved it. I got hired as a PT tech a few months after being a volunteer. And that kind of solidified like the, the path that I was taking. And that's what got me into physical therapy. <laughs> so, so what was your favorite thing about PT, about being a volunteer that really like made you go, that's what I want to do? So, so, so before, before all this, I have, I've always had like a, you know, an inclination towards, to, towards health, towards fitness. Um, personally, I, I just enjoy working out. I've always like, liked, you know, I did mixed martial arts for some time. I really liked, I was really interested in the human body. Um, you know, trying to get into medical school, you kind of have to be as well. Um, and I, I just was very curious about how it worked and how it functioned that while I was there uh, as a volunteer and as a tech, just observing what the physical therapist was doing, I'm like, man, this is really, really cool. Like the body has a natural ability to, to heal itself. Um, and it can heal even faster if you facilitate the healing process. So I started, I started seeing like what, what this PT was doing and I'm like, man, this is so amazing. You're able to help people, um, really get back to being pain-free and functional and get back to the things that they enjoy doing without needing, you know, medication, surgery, um, and anything else like that, injections, et cetera. And I'm like, this is freaking amazing. Like what, like what other profession offers this? Um, and it's really just an empowering profession where you can, you know, empower the patients that are in front of you to just live a healthier, active lifestyle. Um, and, and that's what kind of made me fall in love with it. I'm like, man, I could do this all day. I could do this all day. So, yeah. So Javi, what are things you did as a PT student that helped shape you once you were a new grad? All right. Okay. So I think one of the biggest things that shaped me uh, back in PT school, it was my, it was my second year towards the end of my second year of PT school. And again, it's always, it's interesting, you know, in hindsight, because what I thought was an unfortunate event at the time was actually, again, what got me to where I'm at today. Um, you know, mindset wise. Um, and uh, at that time during my, yeah, it was my last my last semester of second year PT school, at that time, I started thinking more about student loans. I started thinking about my financial situation. Um, I started having these thoughts of like, oh shoot, like I'm in a ton of debt. Um, and I was starting to look at jobs and, and what the salary was looking like in Florida. And I'm like, man, there's something off here. Like, like what the amount of debt that we have and the amount that we're going to make like as a doctor of physical therapy first, like, like out of school, it doesn't match up. Um, and then I also kind of looked back at what had happened to, to my parents and like their financial situation. And I'm like, man, I don't want, um, I don't want to fall into that, into that trap of not having control over my finances. Um, and what I did then was actually, 
uh, went to one of my classmates who is actually, he's, his parents and his family is pretty well off. Um, and he, he's kind of, he's really savvy when it comes to finances. So I was like, hey, listen, would you mind spending like an hour, um, an hour with me during lunchtime or uh, an hour maybe, whatever, throughout the day? To, to just answer a few questions that I'm having uh, in regards to finances and investments and and just kind of preparing myself for success after I graduate and um, after kind of like breaking down the numbers how much I was gonna owe depending on what plan I chose for the student uh, loan repayment plans uh, after kind of figuring out like the lifestyle I wanted to live you know eventually buying a home a car having a family and, and being able to raise them and take care of them the right way he kind of told me that I was screwed um, and at the time I was really pissed off. I'm like, like I came to you for help and all you have to tell me is that I'm screwed and like if I follow this path, like I'm not gonna get all the things that I want out of life in my career. And, and I was like, shoot, like I, I have to do something about this. Um, you have control over a lot of things that happen in your life and that was something that I realized immediately that I had control over. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. So after that conversation, it really got me thinking and I started searching for answers. So I started searching for those answers and a lot of the people that I was surrounded my, that I was surrounding myself with in my class, uh, they didn't really, you know, have those feelings just yet. They were more, more focused on school, which is great, but I was already thinking ahead. Uh, and since they didn't have the answers that I was looking for, I started going out to, um, I started going out, to you know conferences i started networking i started just learning things outside of traditional schooling that started opening my eyes i started listening listening to a lot of podcasts i think one of the first ones i started listening to was the hunt for greatness by greg todd i started listening to paul goff's podcast the business uh business uh growth school podcast i think it's called um i started doing all these things and all these things that I wasn't exposed to before started to like really like expand like the way that I was thinking about the profession and what we're actually able to do in it. So um, I essentially started to surround myself around people who were thinking a lot different than what my classmates were thinking, than what my, than what my professors were thinking. And I quickly realized that to get the things that I wanted out of my life, I had to kind of take a different path than everyone else was taking. So, so that's basically what set me up. Uh, for everything that, I, that I'm doing a year out of PT school at this very moment. Um, the, the profession is an amazing profession and you can succeed and you can win and you can have a successful career and fulfilling life, but you have to do things a little bit differently than we're taught in school, um, a little bit differently than have been, that has been done in the past. And unfortunately, the system in a lot of these private practices, a system that, that is currently uh, kind of constraining us that that was built around these insurance companies uh, makes it harder for us to do that But it is possible and there is a way to do it uh, And in number one it starts with just surrounding yourself around people who are doing it and who are just thinking differently than everyone else Dude, I, I think that's really important to what you said earlier about it, For PT students or new grads to to look at the situation you're in and PT school or even as a new grad thinking about like kind of looking ahead like you did, because a lot of PT students don't realize that, you know, when you come out of school, how much debt you're going to have, especially if you're at a private institution or out of state, like, like I was there, like the student loans are so much, you know, so much debt to, to take in and you're not, you're not really going to make that much after school to start off. So yeah, I, I think a lot of new, like PT students need to start looking into that more 
kind of in that in that second year of PT school, kind of like you did. So great advice. Yeah, and I, I think a part of it too is uh, when, when we're talking about student loans and finances is um, there there's multiple ways of looking at it. Obviously, that's something that you eventually want to pay off. And I had this conversation with uh, Joe Ranke from Fitbooks today. Um, and that, that's someone that I'm, I'm actually going to be closely working with in the future. But I had a conversation with him today and it's basically figuring out like what your goals are. Um, because the way I look at, at student loans and finances, I have a lot of things that I want to accomplish, a lot of things that I want to achieve uh, throughout the next couple of years. And those things that, that I'm trying to achieve require me to, you know, put some financial investment into. So for me, my mindset is instead of trying to figure out how I'm going to pay off my student loans right now, I'm going to figure out how to make as much money as possible by serving as many people as possible so that that doesn't even become a worry of mine. Because if you focus on that aspect of it and learn the skills that you need to, to make that happen, then everything else takes care of itself. So uh, that's one of like the, the mindset shifts that I had in the past you know, year and a half, two years um, that that I honestly received from all these people that I was telling you about. But, um, but yeah. Javi, can you just say that again? I, think, I thought that was awesome. Which part? <laughs> uh, about like you, you, uh, you didn't focus on paying down the debt. You focused on right. you know, like how to improve your situation. Yes, absolutely. So a lot of us are focused on like how much debt we have, you know, we're always worried about what can go wrong, the fears that, that we have that things, you know, might not work out, the fear of failure with, with everything. But if we shift our focus to, from a negative one to a positive one and figure out like, okay, what do I actually have control over? Uh, because like I said before, we have a lot more control than we think. We just have to be willing to put in the work in the direction that will get us to what we want. Now, the, the shift in focus that I had was, okay, I can focus on how am I going to pay down these, these, these loans, or I can focus on serving more people, impacting the lives of many, and in the process, making a lot more money. Where worrying about student loans that doesn't even come up with like in my head anymore. And when you live in that world, when you live in a world that that you know you can control, or at least make the right decisions to get you to that point quicker, um, then that's a much better place to live in. And and just shifting that that focus of control to something that you know people are doing to you to things that you can do for yourself. Uh, I think, I think that's where the magic happens. That's great. And one of those things you're doing to serve others, you're in the process of starting up a clinic. Mm -hmm. Tell us what that looks like. All right. So this is the, okay. I got excited about this stuff. So let me see how I can narrow it down. <laughs> um, dude, dude, take, take as long as you want, man. Take as long as you yeah. want. Be very excited. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. So, um, just to start off, a little business lesson. Uh, there are there are four legs to any business, um, and the the four legs to any successful business, because there are a lot of businesses that that are open but they're not successful, is uh, sales, uh, marketing, operations, and finances. So, for any business to succeed, you have to make sure that those four things are taken care of. Now, inside those legs, inside those branches. Um, there are two primary skills that every single person in that business is going to be um, is going to be proficient in. So those two skills, and I like to say three, but and I'll go ahead and, and tell you the three that I think um, are acquisition, uh, the process of acquiring uh, customers, um, converting. So actually now like figuring out, okay, I got the I got the customers now. How do I make them a, a client for life? 
And number three is uh, retainment. So they're, they're, um, they've gone through the initial eval. Uh, maybe they came for their first two sessions. How do I make sure that for them, for that patient to get a hundred percent better? Um, how do I make sure that they continue with their plan of care and don't drop off? And that's the retainment aspect of it. So, so there are those four legs and those three main skills. Um, in the past six months, what I've been learning where most people, so a physical therapist and the front desk falls into the operations aspect of a business. And most, most business owners just focus on that and hope that everything else will take care of itself. But if, if you're not planning for success, you're setting yourself up for failure. So what you need to start thinking about or what we have started thinking about is um, how to make sure that everything else is um, working properly before that clinic even opens up. So for the past six months, I've been learning about all these different systems. Uh, like I said, sales, marketing, operations, and finances, and what needs to happen to, to set ourselves up so that when that clinic does open up in January, we are at a, at a much better place than if we just started doing everything from, from that point forward. So obviously there's a lot, there's a lot that's going to happen uh, in those first few months and we can't, you know, not, everything is not going to be perfect, but now we're, you know, planning for success. And when you plan, I mean, having a plan is always going to be better than not. Right. So, so those are the things that I've been working on uh, initially um, as a, as a solopreneur, you are wearing many hats and you have to do all of them, but you have to think about how, um, that three, five, 10 year plan is going to look like and who you can put into those roles that are going to help like create a successful business for you. And that's obviously leveraging your assets, which one of those assets are people. Um, and, and when you start thinking that way, um, you are more likely to have a successful business. Now back to your question of what, what it looks like. It looks like learning all of that. It looks like figuring out, okay, what, okay, marketing, cool. Like what is marketing about? Marketing is about getting the message out to the right people, the people that you want to work with um, and trying to figure out what their internal struggles are, what they're dealing with on a daily basis, their pains and frustrations and coming up with a solution to solve that, presenting it, presenting it in a way where they feel like you are the expert and you can really take care of them and uh, ultimately figuring out different platforms where you can reach out to those people and bring them to, to your clinic. So that's one aspect of it. So uh, what that looks like is us uh, creating uh, Facebook advertisements, uh, working on Google AdWords, um, you know, starting all these different social media accounts and just putting out content, putting out content, uh, putting out information that, that would help people, you know, creating free, free products, free eBooks, just providing as much value as we can to the local community so that again, people start knowing who renewal rehab is and that we're actually opening up a location in that area. So that's, that's a part of, there's a lot more that goes into marketing, but that's kind of just like what we're working on and what the general, you know, concept is. Um, everything else we've been working on as well, but the number one thing that, that we are focusing on is like I said, acquiring, acquiring customers, patients, because if you don't have that, you don't have a business. So that's what we've been focusing on in the past two months is figuring out how to get those people to come in. Um, hopefully from day one, obviously, like I said, it's you, you do the best you can and hope for the best. But, but if, if everything is running smoothly, now you have, um, a way to predict how many people are going to be coming in. So what we're doing now is actually implementing those systems in the clinic that we're at now, figuring out what the lag time is between the time we, we put out an ad, the leads that we get and the time that they come in for, for a discovery visit, which is like a, a free console. 
So, so that's where we're at now. The next big thing that we're working on is building relationships with businesses, with providers, and going to community events in the local area. So um, obviously the, the clinic isn't, hasn't been established there. No one knows who we are. So we have to go in there with the intention of meeting people, uh, interacting with people, and just building relationships with every single person that we find, uh, whether it's at a Walmart, um, in a grocery store, uh, at an Orange Theory Fitness, uh, chiropractic office, every single person we need to build a relationship with. Um, and, and that ultimately gets you more known in the area, gets you, uh, it gets you to, you know, just, I think there, there's, there, there's a, a part that people are scared of, like of putting themselves out there and talking to other businesses because they think of them as competition. But that's so far from the truth. When you have the mindset of like, Hey, listen, like I can help you out. You, and, and you, can potentially help me out without even thinking about it that way. Just say, Hey, I'm going to help you in whatever way I can to promote your business. A lot of good things happen that way. So that's one of the other things that we're focusing on right now. It's just building those relationships. So we're actually going to a community event this, this Saturday where we're going to, it's called the girls on, on the run event where we're, um, you know, setting up a tent. We have a lot of good relationships with the director of the event. So we're doing that, you know, out a lot of uh, community like outreach events, uh, doing those types of things. And, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's a grind. It, it really is, but it's been a really great time. And I just, I love connecting with people and to be able to do that and, and know that, um, we'll eventually be taking care of, of that local community in the best way that we know how it, it's really, it's really motivating. And it just kind of gets me going every morning. Javi. Yeah. This, <laughs> we, we, we all know this, you know, listening to a podcast is free, but Matt, I, Matt and Javi, I feel like we should be charging to people listen to this shit. I mean, that, that, yeah. is, that, that, is, that is such good advice for anyone who is thinking about opening up a business or doing yeah, it. Like, like, it sounds like you're leaving like no stone unturned. Like, are you sure you're a new grad? <laughs> Man, I know I was all over the place too because I just have, the thing is that I get excited and I just want to like, everything that's running through my mind, I just want to put it out there. So if that didn't flow or if you have any questions about that, reach out to me because I know I kind of just threw every, like a lot of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it just excites me so much that, um, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh. Dude, we, 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 we all love that. That was, that was awesome, man. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Thanks, guys. So in addition, not only are you, you know, a new grad PT, and you're opening up your own clinic. You've also created a community for new grads. Tell us more about that and your mission and how like new grads can benefit from that. Yeah. So, um, so in the past, in the past year, again, like surrounding myself with, you know, like-minded individuals like yourself, um, I, I have, Okay, I've joined, I joined this community of, of physical therapists. Obviously, we're a part of it, Smart Success PTs uh, with Greg Todd. So I, I joined that community. Um, I got a lot more than I was expecting out of it. And, and in the process, like the past, it's almost been two years since season three, which is kind of crazy to think about. But in the past two years, like I, I've learned things at an accelerated level, I would say, by, you know, attending these conferences, attending these events, uh, going to masterminds with, yeah, with uh, Paul Goff as well. I'm starting Greg Todd's now in January. Um, but I've, I've put myself in a position where I'm learning things that are very high level. Um, and I started that from even before, you know, graduating PT school. So a lot of the things that, that I feel I know that I've learned from these people that I just mentioned, 
I know that there are a lot more people out there, a lot more uh, PT students or soon to be new grad PTs and new grad PTs who are unaware of what else is out there, the world that we're in. And if I can be another voice to, to those new grad PTs to really just show them like what is possible in the PT profession, I think with that, like even if I impact just one person a day, one person a month, hell, one person a year, that, that makes me very excited. So um, because of that, because of the things that I've been learning in the past couple of years and because I know what it takes to, to again, like live a, a fulfilling life and really be happy with the profession and the career uh, because there's a lot of talk about burnout and all these things. And I think we'll get, we'll get to that topic shortly. But, um, but the things that I've learned, I want to go ahead and share, and share them out with the world. So uh, the, the platform that I created was the New Grad PT Mentors. And we have a community called the New Grad PT Mentorship Group on Facebook. And it was created um, really to help new grads like us with the main things that we all struggle with. So I pulled hundreds of new grad PTs and their top frustrations were student loans and finances, which is, again, like a no-brainer. Um, a lot of the things that we struggle with out of school is um, like, I don't know enough, you know, um, I, I know I, I went through three years of PT school, but I still feel like I know nothing. Uh, you know, how do I, how do I build trust uh, with the person that I'm interacting with, with that patient that I'm seeing at the initial eval? Uh, how do I, how do I really just gain confidence as a clinician? Right. That's something that we all struggle with. And I struggled with uh, until like six months ago when I actually learned how to communicate effectively with a patient and figured out what really mattered to them. When, when you remove yourself from, from uh, let's say, for example, from a patient evaluation and think about, oh, look, like, what is this person going to think about me? Like, am I going to do all the right tests? Um, am I going to like mess up here? Am I going to mess up there? When you remove that and just focus on the person that you have in front of you and just take care of them as a human being, like all those worries disappear. And it's that simple, but there are a lot of strategies that you can, that you can uh, learn to, to make that easier for you to become more confident as a clinician. So that's another thing that we help out with. Um, one of the main things that we learned from Greg Todd is how to become more valuable and increase your worth as PTs. To do that, you have to learn certain skills outside of what PT school taught us. Uh, you know, we learn clinical skills in PT school, but there are other skills outside of that that we call high dollar skills that will actually allow you to increase your worth and value as a PT. So that's another thing that I like to talk about and teach. Um, and then finding the dream job, and I'm putting quotation marks because what is a dream job? Uh, for everyone, that's different, very different. But how do you find it? How do you ask the right questions to the right people to figure out what, what that dream job is and if someone has that for you? Maybe it's not something that's already set up for you. Maybe it's something that you have to create, right? Uh, so that can look like a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But just figuring out what that is and helping people take the necessary action to move forward with it. Um, and like I said, I, I've learned this. This is not stuff that I just came up with. I've learned it from like the, the top in the, in the physical therapy, the top people in the physical therapy profession. And I've also been uh, highly invested in like people like Tony Robbins, Brendan Burchard, and just getting, getting their perspective on life and building relationships and implementing it into everything that I'm putting out uh, today. And the, the mission is really you know, to help new grad PTs become aware of what they need to begin to start thinking about now uh, as a new grad physical therapist and to go about taking the necessary action steps that they need to take so that they don't feel burnout a few months or a few years right out of school. It's just crazy to me that that's happening, but I understand it because in my first job, although I loved it um, and I love the environment, I was still feeling burned out after about like five months, which is nuts, but I know it's real, but we shouldn't be feeling that way. Um, 
And I think another thing is challenging, really what, what my mentors have done for me is challenging old belief systems about how the PT profession should be uh, or should be done and just bring solutions to, to new grad physical therapist attention so that they can make better decisions about their careers and their life. If, if that's what I can provide for someone, like I think that would be extremely beneficial because I wish I would have had that and I did, but a lot of people don't. So like I said, if I'm just another voice, you know, preaching these things and I can help maybe one more person that maybe a Greg Todd or Paul Goff uh, couldn't reach, then I think I've done uh, a good job and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm very motivated, very inspired on a daily basis to make that happen. So, so essentially, yes, that, that's, what, <laughs> that, that's what I'm working on on the side. Um, apart from opening up the clinic and it fires me up every single day. <laughs> hey, 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 do you, do you mind uh, mentioning the name of that Facebook group? That, Cause I, that's a, that's an amazing group. And I think a lot of people could benefit from that. Go ahead and say that again. Yeah, of course. It's called a uh, new grad PT mentorship. Uh, it's on Facebook. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that, that I've learned is uh, from having that group is that it's not easy. Um, there's a lot of noise out there. Uh, there's a lot of, it's, it's interesting because some groups that are actually more, you know, that, that are more about like negative self-talk or bashing each other and all these things have blown up. And a group like this where it's more positive, like, hey, listen, you have control over, over everything that, a lot of the things that happen in your life, um, or at least how you feel about those things and what you do about them. Um, you know, these are things that, that, a lot of people don't even think is possible. So the engagement that I'm trying to get out of the group, I'm trying to get that to kind of blow up and it's a work in progress. But if, if you're interested in joining, go ahead and, and join the group. I'll go ahead and, and accept you, approve you into the group, but just make sure you engage, ask a ton of questions. I love questions. I tell my patients all the time, like you should never leave the clinic with a question. If you have a question, like get it out, get it out. Ask myself, ask Joseph, ask any of the, of the staff. I don't want you to feel like you're, you're left without understanding something. And if, especially if I have the answer to it, there's no reason that should happen. So the same thing with the group, like ask questions because that's what I'm here for. That's what you guys are there for. Like if you guys ever want to post something, if you guys ever want to ask a question in the group as well, like go for it. Um, if you want to answer questions, go for it. Cause you guys are freaking killing it too. So, so I'd be happy to have you guys like help out with that. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's what the group name is. It's a new grad PT mentorship. Javi, I feel like you've given so much this episode, man. We're so thankful, but are, are there, are there any more tips that you have for new grads who feel burnt out or they feel like they have no direction in their career? Absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about a few reasons for burnout and then I'll go ahead and give some tips, uh, to prevent it. And the main reasons that I, I wrote, I actually wrote these down because I really wanted to think about um, the things that I struggle with, the things that I hear my peers struggling with, the things that people have told me uh, have led to their burnout. Um, but ultimately, it's figuring out, okay, what, are, what is the surface level thing, the surface level reason that people are saying and what's actually happening. So I narrowed it down. I mean, I can narrow it down to like two or three big ones, but I'm going to go ahead and let you know all of them. Uh, for me, burnout is a lack of control feeling like you don't like you don't have control over over your life over your career over what's going on in the clinic um, no opportunities for growth where you're at where you're currently at uh, feeling like you're stuck uh, a lack of a winning environment like the environment that you're in is a massive part of it and that doesn't have to be in person it could also be online uh, 
a poor system, so inefficiency, inefficiency meaning uh, you're working under a system that does not allow you to, to win, that does not allow your patients to win, that, that you feel there's a disconnect with how things should be done and how they're actually done, um, that can lead to burnout. There's also um, uh, uh, boredom, so you can just be bored bored out of your mind because you're not stimulating yourself with, with new ideas, new information. You're not, you know, practicing, uh, new skills, whatever that may look like. So my tips for combating burnout are number one, surrounding yourself around the right people, um, creating your own winning environment. So again, that doesn't have to be in person. If, if all your coworkers suck <laughs> and, and maybe your friends, you know, are, you know, you know, into like the negative self-talk and are just bringing you down, create your own environment. What, that, what can that look like? It looks like having people like, like Matt, like Andrew, like myself, people online that can help you through the process and mentor you through the process. It looks like joining a community of physical therapists online, uh, whether it's uh, Smart Success PTs, whether it's any other group that, that is really just encouraging, encouraging you guys and teaching you new skills to allow you to grow. Your input becomes your output. So anything that's surrounding you and all that you're hearing on a daily basis determines what you put out into the world. So if people are bringing you down, make sure you remove those people from your life. That doesn't mean eliminate them completely, but it means stop listening to them. <laughs> uh, so that's number one. That's tip number one. Number two is if you're stuck and you're bored, it's because after PT school, you had no goals. You had no idea of how you were going to stimulate your mind uh, to learn and to continue to grow personally and professionally. You have to keep on investing yourself in non-traditional education after schooling with things that will actually get you what you want. So that's part of number three. Uh, but that's the key is, is setting, a, setting a curriculum for yourself that allows you to grow personally and professionally. And I hate when people say, oh, personal development, like it's full of crap, like it's just, uh, you know, all this positive hoorah stuff. Like, no, you need that. Just like you have professional development, you need personal development. There are a lot of things in your life that you might not like, and a lot of that goes, goes back to your uh, communication with yourself and your communication with others. So you, there's a good quote, um, you get what you tolerate, and that's with life, that's with your relationships, that's with everything. And once you figure that out, and once you decide, okay, I need to better myself as a person, a lot of things start going the right way. Number three, the last tip is, uh, and this is for someone who doesn't have any direction, uh, and having no direction is a lack, of, it's a feeling of a lack of control with where you're going and what you wanna do. So number one is sit down and think. No one thinks nowadays, sit down and think, whether it's an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, whatever you need, sit down and think about, number one, what you want your life to look like. Not what you want your career to look like, what you want your life to look like. What do you want, what lifestyle do you want to live? Do you want more time freedom? Do you want to spend more time with your family later on in the future? Um, what is it? You have to figure, that, figure out what that is before anything else. Number two is think about why you want it. So um, purpose, right? You need to figure out what your, what the reason behind that want is because purpose drives action. So when you have that purpose, you're pulled in that direction and it doesn't feel like you're struggling to get things done. You're actually excited to get things up. You're fired up to get things done. Like I am on a daily basis. Like, yeah, I have, you know, days where I'm not that fired up, but I know that the following day, like, all right, this was a minor setback, 
today I'm going to get back on, on that train. I'm going to freaking like, I'm going to crush it. So, so that's number two, figure out the purpose, the reason why you want that thing. Number three is how are you going to get there? So figure out how you can get to that point because yeah, it's nice knowing what you want and having a reason why, but if you don't have like a plan of action to actually get there, if you don't know that how, then you're not going to get anywhere. So that's number three. And um, a part of that is taking the action. So taking massive action towards that thing that you want. So figuring out how you're going to do it and then doing it. And number four is stepping back and realizing that you don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. No one has all the answers. And if there's something that you want, but it seems so far away and you're not sure how you're going to get it, figure out who can help you get it faster. For me, it's always been about how can I get to that point um, a lot quicker than they did. And for me, time is much more valuable than money is because time is something that you'll never get back, right? T money, it, it's actually not that hard to acquire once you figure out certain skills and you figure out how to do it and put yourself in the right position by learning the skills. Um, but time is something that you'll never get back. So for me in my head, I'm like, all right, so I can spend the next five, 10, 15, 20 years trying to figure this issue out on my own and waste a shitload of time. Or I can just pay someone to help me through it. I can pay someone to fast track me the way to success, figure out what your point is, where you're at and where you want to get to what your point B is and find someone who has that point B. And if it, if it requires you to pay him some money to give you the answers, go for it. If it's someone that's willing to mentor you for free, awesome, but figure that out and find help because no one can go at it alone. And when you figure that out, you're setting yourself up for a lot of great things. Dude, I, th I think you just dropped so much fire there that you set that car alarm off. I'm not sure if you heard that car alarm. <laughs> are we talking to tony robbins himself <laughs> oh man I, I'm, 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 I, hope I hope that's not my car they're breaking into <laughs> yeah hopefully not man but I, I do it's all about seeing the opportunity so i actually been wanting the new car for a very long time i don't need one so where some people see oh shit they stole my car i'm like yo opportunity Let's get it. <laughs> All right. It's getting weird. Oh, dude, dude, that, that, that's hilarious, man. So uh, you've already dropped so much knowledge. Where, where can the people find you and get in touch with you, man? Um, so I'm, I hope I'm everywhere. I'm trying, I'm trying to be. So uh, people can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can friend me, Javier Alexander Carlin. Um, the new grad PT mentors business page. We have, like I said before, the group, uh, new grad PT mentorship on Facebook as well. Uh, Instagram at the new grad PT mentors. We're now starting to get more active on YouTube. I have a team that's creating YouTube videos for us. And I also have a team that's, uh, helping me with a podcast. So the podcast is just out. It's called the new grad physical therapist success blueprint. Um, and you guys will want to check that out because I will have, uh, two next level people on there. Uh, their names are ATK, Andrew Nieberg and Matt Hodgins. So we got to set that up. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. I don't know where else I could be right now, but <laughs> that's it guys. You name the time and date, man. Let's get it. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Javi, thank you so much for coming on the fresh PT podcast. We really enjoyed talking with you, man. No, this was amazing, bro. Thank you so much for all the knowledge. It was incredible. 
Yeah, no, I, anything I can do, man. I'm just, just trying to share everything that I've learned in the, in the past couple of years. And uh, like I said in the beginning, it really is an honor to, to, to have uh, you guys interview me on this podcast. Um, it's a lot of the times we feel like we, we don't, we're not in a position to, you know, spread the things that we know out and, and being able to do this for your audience is, it's really amazing. So again, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the new grad physical therapist success blueprint. If you have any questions or would like to speak to us directly about your new grad PT experience, please do not hesitate to contact us at contactngptmentors.com. That is contactngptmentors.com. As always, we welcome you to join our free new grad PT mentorship group on Facebook. And we'd also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram at the new grad PT mentors. If you can think of at least one person who can benefit from listening to this episode today, please be sure to share it with them. We look forward to seeing you and them on the next episode of the new grad physical therapist success blueprint. Thank you. Have an amazing day.